Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Is that Kate Trinada just me? Kate Trinada is a rude boy, bro. I swear to God, one of my favorite shows I've been to. Yeah, I was saying my sister was there. That's crazy. Is it, yeah? It's so mad that you, it's a DJ. Yeah. Going on stage and just vibes in. Well, he's a producer DJ. That's what, that's where you smash it. Hmm. If you're producing, making music and you're just DJing your own music, mm-hmm. like that's the win. Shout that's out to Jules. Win. Jules is doing the same thing. Yeah, as Jules well. is doing, oh my God. He had an event in Jazz Cafe on Friday. So, sorry I couldn't make it, Jules. Oh, yeah. um, myself and Mary had an arrangement and we have for a while, so I'll just chill out. Am I missing something here? Mary's another name for something else. Oh, okay. I get you. So, yeah. I've been cool enough for a little piece, man. I was too outside, man. I felt it. Oh, shout out, Jules. And shout out, Kate Trinada, man. I thought Kate Trinada goes to the studio and says, what do I want to listen to when I go to the dance? Right. Well, that's what I'm going to make. Exactly. And he DJs that. And it's a win. You can't chat to him. He's actually giving you the environment that you should consume the music in. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden... It feels right. It just feels right. Like, yeah. oh, that's how you sell your product. It feels right. Uh, do you know what I like what he does as well? Go on. Is see if he just does a regular, regular booking. He don't play none of these rhythms though. No way. Now nah, he don't really don't. He don't really do that. You got to go to the live show to really experience it. Yeah. He'll just go and he'll play like some average. And I've seen it happen where like sometimes people get a little bit disappointed because he'll go on and he's like he starts going mad, eclectic with it and going in different places. But this is just a regular, regular booking. This is just a. You get what I'm saying? It's just a little thing. Yeah. Maybe to even to try out certain tunes. To see but, the vibe. But you see when you see him in Brixton Electric or Academy or whatever, all of these, all of the classics, everything, yeah, it's like tune after, and it's like, I think I said this before, yeah, his show, again, is objectively good. Even if it wasn't your thing, I could bring you there and you'd be like, nah, this was good. This was, this was a good experience. It's not for me. But this is a good experience. Though. Yeah, yeah, Do you yeah, get what yeah, I'm saying? One hundred percent. I think. Do you know what? I, that's why I kind of like going Coachella um, times to LA because you catch these artists here yeah, when they're in great moods. Yes. And they're putting on like small events, 
And I just feel like the type of experience you'll have in that event will be so unique. You'll be much kind of even better than paying your 60, 70 or 160, 70 pounds to go and watch them at a show. Yeah. When you see them in Coachella in a small 200 capacity venue, brother, they, they're so excited. They just start playing new songs. Right, they start yeah. calling other people to the booth. It becomes a mad experience. Yeah, and Trinada, yeah, bro, I've seen Kay Trinada in one of those before. I've seen Erica Badu oh, DJing at one of those things. And oh, just, is it? The vibe is crazy. That's mad. I don't even know she could DJ. That's sick, though. It's really outside. Um, I'm going to tell you what's on the menu before we even go through. But do you know what? As we're here, though, quickly, I just want to talk about Geordie. Just very quickly. Crazy. I just want to talk about Geordie very quickly. Let me tell you something, yeah? I think you have to be match fit to stand next to Geordie yeah. on the microphone. Yeah. You absolutely have to. What? Yeah. Where was that clip from? BT Cypher. BT Cypher, yeah? Because yeah. I haven't seen the whole thing. I just saw like Getz was there, right? Of course. Getz did his thing. There. I've seen so I've seen a clip from him and I've just seen a clip from Geordie. And I'm like, um I thought what was it? Uh I think Lippy, was it Lippy that said, yo, like what like what have we got to do to get Geordie to where he needs to be? Like, whatever that is, if there is a thing, I'm letting everyone know I'm a part of this now. To be honest with you, it's where it needs to be at this present moment in time, and it's been on the trajectory, it's one of them situations where Jordy's like the guy, yeah? Say there's like a clan of people that everybody knows. Jordy's got this crew of people that is massive as well, yes. really, really big, but it's almost like an untapped thing. You get there and you go, what, everyone knows about this? I didn't know. Let me go tell everyone, but these times, a lot of people already know. So when you come late to the party, you just have to accept you're late, late to, to the, the party. party. Do you know what yeah. I'm coming from? He's doing his thing. He's been doing his thing. Um, I've had the privilege of seeing it in close proximity for over a decade now. Yeah. So, yeah, trust me. It's going to go. He's the truth. He's the truth. And bro. you know, like, the, what, the example that you've given there is such a sick one because that is where I believe you have longevity as an artist because your fan base is being built organically and not because of noise. Yeah. And you know what? It's like, when the the bigger that gets organically, the longer you can be around purely because people will always pull up for you for a show. They'll always, if you drop in something, they'll always be there to buy that thing. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes people have a good hot year, two yeah. years. And that is the thing. That's a common thing. People last around two years-ish. Yeah. Have a nice little moment. Your name gets talked about. After that, you're out of here. But once you're out of here, what does it look like? Who's there? Who's next to you? Totally agree. Do you get what I'm saying? That's why I think the way Geordie's done it is always the best, man. And obviously, it's the most ideal. Like, it's, I always try and give an idealistic way of doing things. But it's only because I have examples like Geordie where I can go, no, this was bottom up. Like, if Geordie goes, I have worked my ass off to Excuse be in me? this position, Geordie has worked his ass off to be in this position. Right. And I think the fact that he respects his brand so much that outside of just hearing him spit a verse bro this guy is funny he's yeah, mad he confident mad witty like he's really i can't lie he's a really good person to be around you have a good amount of fun no homo um can we play jordy's just and he needs to stop saying he's from essex he's from tottenham just a good <laughs> part he's a good dude from tottenham I'm not accepting this Essex thing. I'm not okay, wait, where's this Essex thing coming from? I'm not going to lie, that did stick out to me a bit. He spent a lot of time in Essex, but I'm afraid you're born and bred in um, um, your Tottenham boy. And not, not that I don't say this with negative connotations coming off the back of it. We're but reshaping. say it with the negative connotations we're on the back of it. 
I don't want to. We're trying to reshape the way, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? When man say I'm from Tottenham, yeah. we're reshaping that. I'm from yeah. Wood. I'm from here. We're reshaping it. What part of Tottenham are you from? The good part. I'm a good boy. I say no more. Right, we're reshaping then. it. We're rebranding for the youths like me yeah. who just want to say where they're from. He's from Tottenham. I'm not accepting. So you're saying the good part of Tottenham then? Obviously, it's kind of hard for you to experience a good part of Tottenham. I'm telling you. Tottenham, but <laughs> I'm I telling want, you. I want you to know it exists. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Hey, yeah, I'm sure it does still, but I don't know. It's probably still not classified as Tottenham. I don't know if there's... You know how I feel about Tottenham anyway. Love and guidance <laughs> everyone in Tottenham. <laughs> but that is the last place to be gentrified. And you know the maddest thing is? There's big yards there, you know. What? There's big yards big... in Tottenham, but it's still smoky. Brother, they try to gentrify and make it look good. You seen the prep? <laughs> in Furry Lane? Oh, Mark, the prep. The prep looks like it's meant to be in High Street, Ken. But you know the only problem? Desmond still goes. Oh, and sorry. I like Desmond. But the streets don't. <laughs> I hear it loudly. So, but yeah, honestly, Jordy. Can, can we play some of that? Yeah. Ridiculous. Vindication. You need proof of the queen made in it. I told my no man better than my cousin. Then I made a whole joint here with him. Everybody's running boots got me in it. Jordy in it. Mom on the wish for not crying for the pee. Back then my wanna side with me. And now my wanna get a fine this fee. J-O-R-D, why do I bother? Rule brush holder. Please stay there if you dead man trying to get works on the come up. I don't wanna have to say suck your mother. Evil splits. Every day I'm trying to make my people rich. Thought you done a mad thing and his life show where you didn't get away up. The beast what did. News to me is not news to me. Man are telling me that I'm sick like it's new to me. I'm on the phone to a label sounding like Skepta. Go on then, go on then, humor me. Speaking of which, unless your mind pops, not a man in the world can junior me. I got two moves sound for a boot of B. And my karma's come around beautifully. Cause I've been got some. I called that one. I grabbed my Henny. I pulled that one. I grabbed my girl. I sure that one. I picked that beat. I corn that one. They play me privately and applaud that one. Even the one man that asked me to be his ghostwriter. Just now I stored that one. Awkward silence. Bad boy. Bad boy. In real life, do you know what I think was hard to accept as well, without going into too much depth here? We've seen Jordi as a teenager, like middle teens, mm. and then we've seen him become a man. Mm. And I think for some of the people in and around Jordi at one point, this is why I really respect him, I don't think they were recognising the growth as a human being. Mm. So some people were still latching onto the younger Geordie and he was making changes into becoming a man. Yeah. And I think a lot of the people around him at some points couldn't accept that. Maybe the confidence rise or, do you know, the assurance, like I'm not a kid no more, I'm assured in what I'm doing. I think I thought that could potentially stifle his trajectory. Let me tell you something, Geordie's going to be one of the massive, one of the biggest artists in the country and I don't know anyone that can stifle his trajectory. Nobody can stop Geordie. I'm with you on that. proper... Like he's, the amount of battles internally he's had to deal with. Mm. You can't throw nothing at him that he hasn't dealt with on a, on a smaller scale, uh, on a more intimate level. Like Donny is, trust me, boy's got his head screwed on and his music is ridiculous. Jordi in it on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, I That's believe so. That's my guy, man. Um, and you know what? Yeah, interesting. I think a lot of the time, these things happen in life anyway. When you see someone growing up, from a kid to an adult, sometimes people stay there. So they look at that adult and they only still see the kid. You have to grow up, And it's man. like, yo, yeah, no, this person is actually an adult now. They're not a kid anymore. They're becoming a man. Uh, I think people still look at Justin Bieber as a kid. That's his fault. But his behaviour. 
I mean, any person that's in a dance video not smiling, looking miserable as fuck, looks like they're doing it because they're being told. That's childish behaviour. So until he grows up... <laughs> 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 uh, a couple of light things. I've got one thing that I want you to um, like go with me with, though. Yeah. Um, do you watch the David Beckham documentary? I haven't actually watched it yet, you know. But I know so much about his life. I think that's why the reason why I'm it's taking so long to that. watch it, because I know so much about this guy's life. Um, good it is very good I thought so it is very Beckham, good man I love him and respect him for the way he killed Victoria Beckham anyway once I saw that I said this is my guy bro let's just we can still go alright it's good the documentary is really good bro come on let David. me tell you something yeah I wasn't in a rush to watch the doc to be honest with you not because uh, there's any like David Beckham played for my team I, like I just don't know I just wasn't in a rush I watched it I binge watched it bro it was really good and there's like it was Really good getting the insight, and I'm I love a little bit of insight as well. But it was really good watching the insight of like parenting, yeah, the relationship between him and his dad, and I think it was also like a, the the common Ted. thing, the common thing that you have with parents almost like living their dream through their child. Yeah, there's like elements of that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, uh, the the parent I think I watched a document another documentary about this but it's like when you say parents, talking about Ted or his mom he's dead his dad Ted yeah so his dad going to the games and being like overly passionate or what not Nece- not necessarily telling him when he's done really good making his making him cry and that sometimes people would tell his dad yo you, you know what maybe you might not need to come to the, the games and that or whatnot <laughs> like, you just need to ease up because his dad was a super united fan yes, and in his mind he was like I want my son to play for Manchester United so you could just imagine his son's a little bit gifted so there was there was elements of that they seem like they've got a good relationship and that as well but also the David, the David and Victoria dynamic dynamic was really interesting too because he was doing things like my man was driving to London for like a quick half an hour, you know, probably getting a quick. Like, I don't want to be this, you know what I mean? But he was probably going there and getting a, you know what I mean, and then coming back or whatnot. He's doing this bare times when he's not really supposed to, but he was obviously infatuated by the girl. Yeah, one funny part which you've probably seen. They're talking about. They're just talking to Victoria. Then she starts sitting there talking back. Yeah, you know, like we we came from um, a working class family. Oh, and then David Beckham <laughs> lets her know she he was puts, in the Rolls Royce. He puts his head through the door and he says, no, 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 we're not going to lie. He said, we're not going to lie. He said, what school? No, he said, what car Can't did your dad yeah. used to drive you into school? And she's trying to go around the houses. He's like, but what car? One answer. Yeah. One answer. But it's the tone he does it in yeah. as well. Because obviously that went yeah, viral yeah. on Twitter. He's like, no, what car did your dad drive? And you're just like, you can't even be angry with nah. that tone. Nah. You can't even try and fight back. You just have to accept. Yeah, because he's not like he's doing it in a way where it's like, I'm not belittling you or trying to. I'm just letting. Let's just tell the truth. Because he's from a working class background. Yes, exactly. And Victoria was called posh. And for you to be called posh, you have to come from cyber poshness. Exactly. So I'm gonna chat about struggle when your struggle was the fact that you didn't get the Ferrari, so you had to take the Rolls Royce. I'm from a different struggle. Big man, let me tell you something. I probably wouldn't even have known about a Rolls Royce them times. No way. You see, like, even back in the day, there were certain cars that were, like, obviously commercial, like, McLarens, Porsches, uh, what cars like just like just known cars? Aston Martins were known. Aston Martins. Yeah. But a Rolls Royce, do you know how upper class you had to be? I mean, even now still. But Skepta's got one, man's got one. Huh? 
Do you know how bad it was? If I was younger, yeah, because of like how you are when you're younger, if you said to me someone drives a Rolls Royce, I would have laughed because I would have been so ignorant to what that is. I don't mean that's not a Mercedes though. That, I swear to God, I just not in that world. I don't know about that. I would have thought that was it. I would have thought that was an idiot. An um, idiot thing. Yeah. <laughs> What's a Rolls Royce? Man ain't heard of no Rolls Royce these times. See, there's a next part as well, yeah, where she goes anyway. She goes, um, she's talking to the camera and that, and then she's like, yeah, anyway, I'm, I'm, she goes, I'm just off to work. Then he said, no, he said, where are you going? His daughter, it? Huh? No, nah, it was his, his missus. It was oh. Victoria. He said to her, she goes, I'm off to work. He goes, said, where are you going? She said, I'm off to work. He said, where are you going? She said, I'm going to get a manicure. He said, there we go. <laughs> Do you know what's so interesting about David Beckham, though? Yeah. One thing is, early on in his career, because he got so much attention so early, yeah? <coughs> Do you know one thing he wasn't really good at doing? No. Speaking. No, he wasn't. He was terrible. Stuttering over his words, not knowing what to say. It's because he was obviously what they considered a good-looking guy. He had curtains, he had that steel, and then he had a Spice Girl. I think everyone thought he was able, or he should be able to communicate more coherently than he could have. Yeah. And that type of pressure... My, I honestly, I haven't seen the doc, but I really want to see the part where he did kick um, Simeone. Yes, that was a big part. That was um, bro. That was, have you seen it? Yeah. Yeah, that was that was um, episode two. That was a really really big part. And obviously, oh. you know, you lived all of that. But it was like again the insight into like the amount of abuse that he was getting and how long this abuse was going on for. Because again, Rata. me surface level, I knew he was getting abuse. And I remember elements of it. I didn't remember how long this abuse was going on for, though. Forever. This abuse was going on for like nearly like six, seven months, bro. Brother, six, seven months. Uh, do you know what? It might have been. It might have been. Well, from what I remember in the newspaper, it might have been longer because. Yeah. It was after O2, right? it was that free kick. It no, was no, it wasn't until after. No, because when he got the treble, that was it. It was all done. Yeah, it was. There was a part when they said it was. Done. Was it United? Were, were they losing or some shit like yeah. that? And then, then the crowd started cheering his name. And then that was kind of like the tipping point of when things started to change a little bit. I can't remember exactly that. Like part, he scores a crucial, yeah, crucial, crucial goal, goal free kick, yeah. against, I'm not even a free kick, it was a goal he scores against Tottenham on the oh. final game yeah. of the season in 1999. And it's right before half time. Right, okay. So there was little things that he'd done to eradicate that way yeah. beforehand. Like yeah. winning the treble, scoring, you know, he took two of the corners for the Champions League final. Yeah. He scores the equaliser against Spurs when if they lose that game, then you know, Arsenal might ruin that treble dream. Those are big moments and there's not no social media for you to almost exhaust the moment and then move on. That moment, it doesn't get exhausted for a couple of weeks. So they'll be speaking about David Beckham when he does an isolated good thing for time and it just happens, so happened in that season. There were so many fantastic moments, but I remember the opening game, um, Man United, I think they played Spurs. I think they played Spurs or they might have not, but bro, they were hanging dolls of David Beckham. Bro. Yeah, yeah, they showed that. Like dolls, I remember it in the newspaper and I was just like showing my mum and my mum was like, what the hell is this country on? Like, this is nuts because he kicked someone like that. Like it was bad, bro. He got that, so that sending off, yeah, happened on the same day that Victoria told him that he was expecting a baby. No way. Yeah, so she told so him- So his head was gone. His head was gone. But do you know what? Lippy did mention something before. He was, <laughs> wait, let me see if I can find Lippy's tweet. His tweet was actually quite funny. Oh, so, greatest on Twitter, man. Wait, one second. I can't lie. I said it was Victoria's fault. Huh? So it was Victoria's fault that he got sent off? Because you know, you know, you, you know about these moments from growing up in sport, right? But you talk loud. What, talk loud. You don't know what creates said like behind the scenes, but this gives you the behind the scenes. 
So you see them times you're like, oh shit, David Beckham scored that goal. It tells you what he was thinking just before. He scored the goal. You so have right? to. Like, oh, that's cold. What I, you should I do found is it. You, you find it? Oh, yeah. Go. So someone tweeted and said, Posh told Bex she was pregnant right before the biggest game of his life. Women are insane. Then Lippy put, that should have made him ball out. That day that I got told um, I was going to be a dad, I was working at Labrooks. I stole peas straight away. I had to build a future immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what though? I hear you. It's, maybe it's different for people because when I had, when I had, when I heard I was having a year, I can't lie. Yeah, yeah. Cut down, tighten up the trait. Yo, I went ham. Do you remember your years. first thought? My first thought was like, well, one of them. <laughs> Fucking hell, mate. Finances, money. Yeah, money was a big thought, but it wasn't a big thought straight away. The first initial thought was, did I plan to spend another year with you, let alone fucking 18 years? Uh, yeah, yeah, like, it was like, oh my God, like, I haven't got a say in the matter. Um, but then, for some, like, even though you know it's going to be a bit of hell, there's this spark in you, like, I'm going to be a dad. This is crazy. Yeah, yeah. You're praying for a boy? Yeah, yeah. You might get to. Beckham got a few boys as well. So I would have thought that motivation, basically, I think it's all dependent on where you are in your relationship. If things are going great, which I thought they were for David Beckham, I would have thought it would have been an added motivation and incentive for him to score the winner. Well, yeah, but in fairness to him, yeah, and this is my gathering, mm-hmm. I feel like from watching that, it did seem like he was really, really good at compartmentalising though. So like, he was doing certain things that he should not have been doing. But he did seem like, even in that game, he did seem focused on the game. He just got frustrated. You know, like a man is... Well, do you disagree with that? Yeah. Go on, why? He said as soon as he heard he wanted to be with her. Oh, did he say that? Yeah. As soon as he heard what? As soon as he... I don't remember him saying that, but and I'm taking was, your word for it. And she was on tour while he was doing the thing. Yeah, she was in America. Yeah. Yeah, so he hadn't seen her for like time. So yeah, that was another element. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, but you're saying that, but the thing is, in the actual game, I can't remember the individual performance of it, but bro, yeah. England as a whole against Argentina played very, very well. Right. Very well, Beckham included. If I remember the time of them, Beckham was a little bit fiery. Mm-hmm. He had that little, he had a bit of he fire in him. Yeah, he yeah. was that type of player. Simeone, if you see him now, manager of Atletico Madrid, fiery character. Yes. He was a DM. He would wind you up. I'm not saying the child element didn't have a part to play in it, but I do think it's a little bit like, let's create a narrative to make an, a great story. I genuinely believe you had two characters that in any other game, under any other circumstances, could potentially bring you the same result. Simeone's a bit fiery, he's a bit aggressive, he plays for Argentina. Argentina are a very talented side. Towards the last stages of the game, Argentina had the better of the game. If you play football, that will frustrate you. Then you've got this guy just chatting shit in your ear, doing certain things. Before you know it, if you've got a young David Beckham, he might kick you. He might do something. This, this is loads of players. Yeah, done crazy if you, especially if you time. know that someone's got a little bit of, of a light, fiery nature in them. You yeah. don't want to do certain things to antagonize them, just to 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 make them do that. Do you know what I mean? Simeone's in the dock as well. That this is good as well. Oh, Simeone's like, in the dock. He's in the dock. There's bear them are in the dock. Bro. Simeone had to be in the dock. Though, yeah, he had, to, he had to be in the dock. Bear them are in. The, do you know who looks like an absolute G? 
Figo. That's my he brother. He looks like an absolute G. Just he's the, the way original that he looks, Judas, bro. He's the original Judas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The original Judas. So, what was he saying? He he's in it. Him. Yeah, he's in it. He's just giving perspective. Like, obviously, they um, when they played um, at Real Madrid together and he was just kind of talking about... At the time, they were... Um, when they brought David Beckham in, what was it? I think there was a, a clash of positions at first. There was a conversation about... Um, David Beckham playing in the same position as him, right? Yeah, so they talked in, in and around that. Good, bro, it's really good, you know? And uh, the thing is, is what, even for I the Gallim, it. it's like, it. I noticed that there's like a lot of women watching it too, because even though it is about David Beckham, it's also about their relationship too, and Victoria and the kids and like the insight of what was going on with family and whatever. And you could see as well, he's a man where, when that whole um, thing with him going to America was happening, this was at the time where, um, what was the manager's name again? The one who said he would never play for the club again. What was my man's name? Capello. Capello. Yeah. Said when he when he found out that um, um the LA Galaxy was having a conversation with him, he found out about. It, he was like, you know what? You're just never playing for the club again. So oh, who's they, what? Um, Fabio Capello. He's oh, was, you, he said you're never playing for England again. No, he no, never. No, no, this no, when he managed. This is when he was managing Real Madrid. Oh, he said to... He said to David Beckham, you're never playing for the club again. These times, David Beckham weren't going, you know. They were just conver- They were just having a chat. Conversation. Yeah, but he heard about it, he said, nah, that's it. But anyway, I'll let you watch just to show yeah. like exactly what happened. I don't want to spoil all of that. I can't spoil it, things, man. Like, yeah, you already know it anyway. Yeah. You already, I, I didn't know that conversation. I, I think a lot of these things will just like... It will jog your memory yeah. because you already know a lot about it. But also you'll get just like a little bit more insight from the actual men and people that were there at the time and their thought process. That's what I was. Do you get me? Was R9 in it? Huh? Yeah. R9's in it? Yeah, R9's in it. Roberto yeah, Carlos? Yeah. Yes. That was his guy. Roberto Bro. Carlos is the, the greatest though, man. That was his guy. They were really good friends, innit? Yeah. They were proper good friends. But even then, I think then that's how the um, LA Galaxy thing had happened, didn't it? And then obviously he went over there and, and yeah, but he was still playing for, and I don't think he wanted to leave, but he left. But either way, like... He done, listen, David Beckham for me, shout out my dad, hater, biggest hater. He hated David Beckham. He thought he was overrated, all of that. And obviously it's my dad in it. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he would, he would use other examples. This player better than him, but yeah. I remember one game. So we just watched David Beckham. One of the most underrated players I've ever seen in my life, even with all of his achievements, because a lot of it was down to the stardom. So people, yeah, of course. But David Beckham at 37 retired at PSG. Yeah, that's top level football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. David Beckham's teammate when he first started at one point was David Moyes at Preston North End, and you end up at PSG. PSG. Yeah, like even from LA Galaxy when he went to LA Galaxy, that's where he was. He went mad over there. Yeah, he went exactly. But then. Even then, he kind of was talking about the retirement thing. This is the funny part, actually, yeah. So, when he's gone over there, Victoria's gone over there early. I don't think she loved being in Spain, yeah. I don't think she loved it. So, when this Elite Galaxy thing happened, before he'd even gone over there, she's over there. She's got the kids in school. She's patterning up everything over there. So, once he's there, it's all done, whatnot. He can't even leave Real Madrid now, even though it seems like they might want him to stay. Can't. So, boom, he's gone over there now. He's done his thing, whatnot, boom. And then he's, I think, what was it? He went to Inter Milan, didn't it? He went to AC, AC Milan. He went AC Milan. On loan, yeah. But his missus wasn't really loving the idea of it too much. Anyway, boom, gone back to LA Galaxy, did his bit for the community or whatnot. Then it was looking like he was going to retire, innit, yeah? But then, um, 
They've come back to England now where it's looking like everything's sort of done and whatnot. Denise's like, boom, you're going PSG. Yeah. She's like, what? What are you talking about? Like, but it again, like it's the insight in it is it was really good, man. And I, I think one of the things that I will say that I did take from it is that even with their ups and they talked about the, the cheating. But did they? Listen, right. I, I honestly, I'm without even seeing the documentary. Because now, let me let you land. Because I want to let you know what I've seen from media over the years. Nothing behind the scenes. I let okay. you land. Okay, I wasn't even going to go into that too much anyway. But um, I just took away when I watched it. I just thought, even with their ups and downs and how difficult it must have been for them, whatever their, however their foundations of their relationship is and where they've got to. It's like there's a part of me that looked at that and I thought. Success looks amazing with a wife, though. Looks. I looked at that and I thought, success looks amazing with a wife. Looks. looks. Yeah, I'm taking that, though. I I'm good with that perception. I'm not. But I imagine they are happy and what have you. I've seen yeah. them out a few times. All I will say is they covered a lot. They must have covered a lot of that up because the newspapers were relentless back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... I'm not saying David Beckham cheated. <laughs> I'm just he saying. Did. He definitely did. Brother, he was with it from early and he's still there now. He's travelled the world. Of course he cheated. Now, but do you know what? I hear why they didn't discuss that. That's why I much. wish they never discussed it at all. Because that is a... <laughs> Now, I think they needed, something needed to be said. I mean, they, they didn't go into like who it was and what, like it just went into like it coming out and obviously how difficult it was for Victoria at the time. But hear what I'm saying from a, from a, this, I'm just talking from a man now yeah. as a, and I'm not a cheater, but I'm just speculating here. You will have a bit more credentials on this one. Yes, yes, yes. But my thing is, is that they are still together. They're married, they've got a family and all of this type of stuff. Cheating on somebody and being caught cheating, I can imagine causes a lot of emotional distress sometimes from your partner, especially from a woman who might have had two kids and might be at that stage in her life where she's not feeling attractive anymore because that's a real thing. Yeah. Women have kids and stuff like that and then they might get a couple stretch marks and all these type of things and then start feeling like, right, like I'm not so much desire. I don't feel, Desirable. no matter how much you tell me, yeah. I don't feel that way. So then for you to go out and then do that when we've got, and be, we're married on top of that too, yeah? You're stepping outside your marriage, you're stepping outside the vows, all these type of things. I'm going to speculate here that this caused so much emotional distress that he would much rather now, today, not try to unpack all of this to bring it all up again, knowing that maybe even still to this day, it's he might be getting yet. light corn from, for it. Yes. So do you know what? We'll slightly discuss it, but we're not going to open that that because it was so, you have no idea behind closed doors, this thing was so mad and I nearly lost everything. I don't even want her to think about it. Because if she thinks about it and she starts getting some type of empowerment, she might leave. I might have retired at Stevenage. <laughs> <laughs> no disrespect to Stevenage. Like, right, then. Yeah. Other teams are available. Um, oh, yeah. No, man, I hear you. I hear you. It's, it's a bad moment for people to, to live for it. To live for it anyway is a bad moment, but then to relive for it? It's nuts. And I think what made it, what could have made it worse, I always think when something comes surface, value, like surface level and then all of us can see it, it was taking a little... 
while to rise. Yeah. So I just feel like the cheating. Sorry, sorry, David. You know, I love you, Bex, but this is always an interesting subject to me. I believe there was multiple, there was so much of it. And <laughs> she's upset about it. But the one that you always will always kill you mm. is the PE. Public embarrassment. Yeah. The moment everybody knows about, about it. Yeah. Forget about the 300 other ones. You mm. see that one that every, my mum's phoning me about because you see it in the sun mm. and the mirror and the Daily Telegraph. That's the one that's going to hurt. Mm-hmm. So without that public embarrassment, I think he would have been fine. But yeah, man. That and you are crazy. right about the new, like back then, they were going, they were going crazy. <laughs> and, and what they would do is, yeah, they would say things or shout. I'm just, I'm going away from them, but I'm just saying in general, they'll say things just to get a reaction out of you. Mm. Because all they need is the picture. They just need a picture or a clip of you say, reacting. Yeah. And then once I get that, what, that's a hundred, and I can get that on the, on the front of the newspaper, that's 50 rack. And then we can build a little, and these times on social media, we can build a narrative behind this and say things like, they responded like this because of this, and there's no opposing argument because you can't respond. Well, guess what? This is what everyone's believing now. Yeah, exactly. This is what we're all believing. So yeah. now, David Beckham, honestly, with everything you've had to deal with, what a bloody yeah, star. Still. Yeah, star. I definitely, definitely would recommend it still. Come on, um, David. Come on. And he's Utes. One of them plays for Brentford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's a good little part at the end as well where they're doing free kicks in the garden and that. And um, like he showed like him and his sons going back. But they're also just having a little bit of banner. It's like, it's sick, man. It's good. It's a good dog. Great football. Did you ever interview him or do anything yeah, with him? Yeah, yeah, um, We interviewed him in 2016 with Stormzy in the Adidas store in central London. So, um, yeah, okay. man, you know what I mean, Oh, I man. remember that still. Come on, man. You DJ'd? Did I? Oh, I did. Yeah, shit. I forgot about that. You, you know what the killer was? Memory, when you man. asked me that, I was looking at you like... Yeah, I remember We, that. we fought so hard to get you to yeah, DJ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they even did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so that was, that was... Yeah, man. David Beckham. I even saw him two years after that. We saw him in... Um, where was that? LA. We were in the, the Soho House equivalent over there. Myself and my boy Max, Mitch, all of us, Maya. You know mm. how we did it. Or do it, sorry. Um, in having a good time. Pissed out of our heads. Come downstairs. We hear English accents. One of them's pissed out their head as well. We hear a woman. I see a sprinter. I see David Beckham. Pushing Victoria. A drunk Victoria into the... <laughs> He's thinking we're going to film. I said, David, no, no, no. we got to stick together, my brother. You have a good night. <laughs> we kept it shifting, boy. So... Yeah. I don't know, I like David Beckham. Yeah. I think that's someone we should protect. So if he, if he yeah. has cheated, I hope that he never comes out. I Strongly. Really like um, talking of accents, best and worst accents. Worst accent. What is the worst accent internationally? Go. Go. I don't know. Uh, do you know what? Do you know what I thought it was? Hmm. Scouse, I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, sorry, man. Liverpool? Yeah, I'm sorry. That might be one of the best. I used to, I used to hate it. No, but you know what it is? See the thing about I'm sorry. I don't hate it anymore, but I did used to not like it. It's all down to environments you hear the accent. That's a chopper thing that sounded like uh, Steven Gerrard. Yeah, that's that's not... I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. You don't want to hear that. Come on here, lad. I was like, I don't like this. Don't call me lad. (laughs) (laughs) You want to come here, lad? How they talk like Steven Gerrard? Uh, nah, bro. I nah, nah, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. She to was be cold, honest, but I didn't like it. English harder. accents are dead. <laughs> fuck me harder. Fuck me harder, 
Nah, English accents are dead. They've been dead though. You know I feel like all of them. English accents are dead. By the way, I think Scouse accent is all right now. I like it football wise, life wise. Well, you think all of them are dead? But I'm looking at it from a female perspective now. I don't like them. I hate English accents. What do you mean, my brethren? No. (laughs) (laughs) They're all dead. We have the world of accents to compare it to, and you want to stop in bloody Newcastle, my brother? Just go Sweden. Oh my goodness. Just go Stockholm and hear this East African princess mm. with her whole future in front of her and behind her. Strongly. Hear her speak and go back to Newcastle and tell me you want to listen to that. Mm. No, man, sound like they got Fleming in their throat. Like, no, I'm on no, 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 that's not my thing. I hear it. And the Jamaican accent. Do you know what accent I love in Jamaica? I love the that posh though. Jamaican accent. Oh my God, so do oh my. Oh, you see the posh Jamaican accent? Oh God. When they're trying their hardest to pronounce every single word, I see yeah. the effort. Yeah. Yo, I like that. I love the Jamaican accent. I can't lie to you. I do like Patois as well, still. But I, 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 I accept other accents. Yeah. Like, LA, I hate it. Yeah, I don't even think that I love like the America any type of American accent so much anymore. Not even New York. Maybe that one from the Bronx. Yeah, that. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, the Italian sort of type. Yeah, yeah, that from the Bronx. Yeah, that kind of little vibes there still. You see that accent there? Yeah, because it's got a bit of attitude and venom to it. I hear it. I'm like, yo, my baby, but scat, Jordy. Yeah, nah, man, you're going crazy with it. You want to spend the rest of your life waking up next to somebody who sounds like they have a cold in July? No, it's not my thing. Well, my favorite. Definitely my top two is Irish. I, do you know what? I'll be honest with you. Oh, my word. A, a woman with an Irish accent, like an attractive woman that has an Irish, Irish accent. accent. Oh, my I goodness. Now, me. that... That thing there is crazy. Irish. What do you mean? Irish. Yes, both. I like Irish. It, like, to me, I just think it is a world-class... It's so... It's beautiful. I think it's cute. Mm. I find it very cute. I don't find like I find it cute. I find other things. Talk about women, by the way. I'm not talking about the man name. But yeah, even the man name Irish accent, like uh, I, I respect it still. Uh, I don't feel like I have to clarify that. We should know <laughs> if you know my thing, <laughs> you know me. <laughs> you will not misread this. Now, nah, but honestly, accents. I think in general, when it's maybe because I'm familiar with the English accent, I'm just not a fan of it. I don't like it. I'm not a fan of the generic ones that everyone's like. Apart from French, we have to just admit when a lady. I don't know if I love a French accent. Uh, don't worry, I'll change your mind. Give it. Wait till after three thirty and we finish this. There's no problem. We can change that. Um, <laughs> like Italian, them ones are not really my thing. Mm-hmm. I might go left and try Polish sometimes. Okay. South American. South American. When they speak in English. It depends. Mm. Yeah, I find that stupid sometimes. You're so handsome. Put the D in it. Handsome, please. Pronounce yeah. your word. It doesn't sound nice to me, but I do Rock. like. Um, Maybe not. Because we're like in Brazil. The, That's crazy. I like the Trinidadian accent. Not a fan. Ain't you? Nah. Not like the Trinity. Nope. Bayesians. You sound like you're singing. Not a fan. Oh my um, god. Why is everything like, we're doing a musical? It sounds like they're singing. <laughs> Every time we talk, it's a musical. <laughs> wow, well, you're just doing Greece. Nah, it's not my thing, man. Um, and Trini. <coughs> The women are just too pretty. 
and dangerous all you know, over it's there. dangerous over there. I didn't even realise how dangerous it was. Either. Trinidad. Yes. Yeah, at one point, they had a 10 o'clock curfew. Mm. It is nuts in Trinidad. Yeah. Nuts in Trinidad. And Tobago. Yeah. The Trinidad is... Mm-mm. The dad at the end is for a reason. Aggressive yeah, men over there, big man. So... Yeah. Yeah, so it's a mad thing over in Trinity. I can't lie. I don't know. I don't know how carnival goes off, and there's yeah, no problems. Yeah, I know, isn't it? Like, like when I was speaking to when I was in Antigua and I was speaking to some people that were from there. Yeah. Um, from Trinidad and that, and they were telling me like how dangerous it is and whatnot. I did think like rah. So then, if it's that, I'm surprised that the carnival like doesn't kick off. My brother told me it's dangerous. Who it's dangerous for? Yeah. So if you're not involved, more time you're alright. But if you're involved, even then just like a little piece, you can dead. It's not like being involved in any problems over here where it could get to something. From my understanding, it does get to something over there. Yeah. So, I, oh, do you know who's even from Trinidad? And it makes sense. Go on. Um, you know, Diggity's boy, Horrid One. Oh, is he? Oh, yeah, is that why I think Diggity way. was there, though? That he's be, he was there quite recently. Was it like this year? Oh, he is was it? There recently, yeah. Makes sense. He's so funny, by the way. That guy yeah. is hilarious. I think his yeah. live streams are too funny. Um. But yeah, from Demana and you heard him rap. They are on Radisha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're from Trinidad. So you got a tread lightly over there, you know. Strongly. The posh English accent. Yeah, it's not me. It's disgusting. It's not me. I don't like it. It reminds me of, every time I hear it, I always think of that place where they have all the horses. What's it called again? Ascot. Royal Ascot. Ascot. Which I want to go to, but that's the type of vibe I think of. Yeah, I've been meaning to go to Ascot for the, my brethren's go to Ascot every year, but like, I keep meaning to go, but then every time the time comes around, I just think I can't be bothered to go. It's the effort, <laughs> in it? Yeah, it's like, I can't, like, I, like the flinging on the, the yeah, it's like wearing just the whole trousers, shirt, suit, whatever. One day we do it, on. man. Yeah, we should. I mean, they, these lot, my brethren's, they vouch for it. They vouch for it, but yeah. I just maybe just think maybe it's not my thing, but I still want to go and experience it. One what? day I will. I hear the bear sex aguan. Oh my God. Yeah, there is, you know. Bear sex aguan over there. In the bush and all them type in the of things, bush. you know. Then I drug it up, drink it up. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm into that. Yeah, I know. Bear sex in the bush and all these type of things. Yeah. They're going crazy over there. I'm sex in the bush. <laughs> Aye, that takes Have you ever had sex up. in the bush before? Of course. Yeah. Well, Serious? Yeah. I never had sex in the bush before. I've in had the sex bush? In the bush, brud. <laughs> My brother, in the bush. I've had it on the broken wall where the wall just all looked like I'm in some war-stricken country. Like I've had, in the most peculiar places I've had sex, man. Gone to a girl's house, seen no bed. We had sex. <laughs> <laughs> you find a way, man. You find a way, man. Aloni asked a question on Twitter the other day saying, um, she asked the women, like, how do you decide who gets to bear back? And I thought that's a funny question to even ask the man because <laughs> I just don't even think it's that there's any science to it. It's so nosy, that question. <laughs> it's so blood clot nosy and intrusive. Whose business is that? What's, hey, what's the, with the man, them, it's not even that sciencey. <laughs> it's just... Science of one? You know what? No, the science doesn't go on, but it's very easy science. Yeah. So if it doesn't smell good, trust me, it's a no-go area for me. I know some men that don't mind, but for me, mm. moment I smell something that reminds me of like a, a gym after hours, yeah. uh, it's not really my thing. Not my thing. So that's all it is for me. Oh, it's weird. In my head, I've, I've always just kind of known in that moment what I'm on. So like sometimes I might be like, you know what? I don't want it. I just don't want. I don't want to see a sight of a dom today. 
Bruh. But obviously, consent. If not, I would fling on whatever. But then there are times when I'm just like, there's if sometimes certain, there's been certain slam dunkings where it's just like, nah, this has to, like, I have to. But there also has been times where it's like, and maybe this is my own fault. I know I'm not gonna say it's a fault, but there's been times where I'm like, you know what? I know, but like, we've made an establishment here that we're not. This is not going anywhere. However, it's not replicated or reciprocated, reciprocated. Because she might still want this to go somewhere else. But I'm still feeling peckish for this. Yeah. Now, in that situation, I'm definitely going to wear a Because I just feel like in this situation, you want something to go at a place that I don't want it to go. Even though we still have an establishment here. I just know if I now don't wear a dom and then the egg goes through and all these type of things, I ain't got no say in what ends up happening. So I'm just not putting myself in that situation. So then I will definitely wear a dom then. The do you, thing do you get is, what I'm no, saying? No, I hear you. There is a lot... When I was younger, I think that was a conversation I had to have with myself a lot more often, whereas nowadays, no disrespect, the way I choose, you have to pass several before we can get to that point anyway. Mm. And when you get to that point, I just don't... Some, how do I say it? Sometimes I just don't want to introduce a dom. Yeah. <laughs> We've gone through enough. I trust you. You know I'm not on a picnic. Yeah. You seem clean. Well, you are clean from what I see. You never know, though. Oh, you never know. Trust me, I've been... Started. I think it's the coldest ones that you catch certain digs for more times still. I'm not going to lie. I just think it's when you when you just... For example, there's... Some, but yeah. I also don't think... Again, it's slipping I don't think you have to sleep around to, like... Just because someone's caught something doesn't mean they were sleeping around heavily. I think people need to get that out of their minds. That's true. I also need to get out of my mind, which I have, though, is... I... <laughs> 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 no, we can keep it all in. You know, like, if there's a girl that you're like, oh man, you know, I want to see her or so and so forth, you've got a liking to her. Sometimes I have to open up my mind and realise that's just not the way everybody else thinks. Right. That's just a past truth for some people. Yeah. Because if I have it in such, and then I beat it bareback and she's been outside, mm. then I'm putting myself in danger. So I always like to see the reality of the female in which I'm pursuing as well. And that can also make... Uh, your decision easier on whether you wear a dom or not because sometimes like, I can't lie I'm out here just clowning I'd be wearing doms I'm scared of having children Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't want no kids anymore until I'm in the right situation we've done it badly before and most importantly because it's just long having to go super yeah. drug it's, and yeah, then you wait seven days I mean and... it's documented for me I was very you couldn't catch me anywhere without one I always had them everywhere and then obviously I had a period of time where I um Yes, I just <laughs> I, had, I had a rebellious mode, and then and then sometimes you just mix it up. You get what I'm saying? Sometimes you just get just mix it up. Why but I would I... always say, yeah, you get what I'm saying. Safety first. Why can't our doctors just introduce a situation where once a month you just have a test, like and it's just it just happens. You have to go there at the end of every single month, and we just have a test. Oh, well, everyone, it's just mandatory. It's, you just got to go in, have your test. Everyone has their appointments, and boom, you go to your local. And you do your thing. I think that will get. This is a good idea. I think you're lowering the risk factor of uh, catching anything. You're giving us consistent information about the situation, so therefore we're probably going to be a little bit more uh, precautious. It's a similar approach to in Amsterdam, where they have the lowest teenage pregnancy rate, but they have red light district. So sex is always there, but no one's having any picnic. Why can't we implement something like this just so I can have more sex without a condom? But what is how much? Like, what's their STD um, percentage over there, though? 
Listen, we're trying to get this done. You're trying to now ruin the argument on one side. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't feel right. I want to have more bareback sex. I just don't trust these these girls outside. Okay. So I spoke to you on the phone today, just briefly. Obviously, you said, oh, like, we ain't spoke in a week or whatever. And I was like, yeah, I was meaning to shout you and whatnot. And I was thinking about, like, just lightly, why? You know, I'm a deep guy. <laughs> One of the reasons being, and just, I'm going to start this off by saying, we're not talking about this. I'm just going, starting somewhere to go somewhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I've been watching, spending a lot of time this last five days, a lot of time listening to conversations and watching what's been happening with the conflict between Israel and Palestine. Um, I've been spending a lot of time. Okay watching a lot of stuff on 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 youtube um listening to lbc a lot having conversations with friends having conversations with people i don't know and just watching things i'm uh, just trying to get a balanced opinion on 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 stuff and um i think that really consumed me a little bit this week because i was like i've been finding elements of it really interest unfortunately interesting and like in in parts of the debates that I feel like I, I watch, and bearing in mind, I don't know, I'm a, I'm quite a novice when it comes to these type of things. I'm just trying to get a, a, an understanding of exactly what's going on. But like, you know, me and you on the pod, a lot of the time when we're discussing deep rooted issues, we always talk about going to the root cause. That was something that yeah. I learned from you, yeah. And, um, you know, when I listen to some of the conversations that are being had, I hear sometimes things like, oh, you know, Hamas, what they did on the weekend is the reason why we are here in the first place. And then I, then I start getting confused because then I start thinking, so wait, hold on. With all of what I've read and what I'm seeing, I'm hearing this being said as if the, com the conflict started on Saturday. So I'm like, did the conflict start on Saturday or has the conflict started from years ago? And if the conflict has started from years ago, then I, I think in my mind, that we always need to go, we need to start there as opposed to starting here because then you get a, a better understanding of how you've got here by being there, which is not me condoning what happened on the weekend, obviously not, but it's just me dissecting elements of the like conversations or whatnot, yeah? And then also like, you know, hearing like a lot of conversations about people fleeing and it's mad as well when you think about like how much people have been born into something. Yeah. They've been born into like, so let's say like um, some of the Jewish people that got killed on the weekend and that, yeah, they're at a music festival. They're just going about their thing, doing whatever it is. Do and you they've know, been know anything about it? That it's all right. I'm not, I'm not going to go to, I just, this is, yeah. I, but I'm, get, I'm getting to a place yeah, it will yeah, make yeah. sense in a moment. But it's like, they're at a music festival. There was some, something that happened on the weekend, just in case you don't know. Yeah. So, um, there was a music festival that happened in Israel and Hamas, which is, how would you describe Hamas? Some people would say is a, like a, 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 a political terrorist group. I think, well, it's from both sides, isn't it? From the Palestinians, they're a political group and then from... Yeah, from the Palestinians. So they are a political group, but also... They're, they're, they're on smoke. Yeah, they're... Yeah, yeah, yes. But also, just to be clear, that there are a large section, or I don't know the percentage, a section of the Palestinian people who don't see them as representatives of the Palestinian people, yeah? Movement, 
Yeah. But anyway, so that that's important. So there's anyway, a group of people that have interpreted their oppression differently to everybody else. Essentially, in in a way, yeah. Yeah. And also, there has been because they, they've been, huh? They based, they, the PLO was basically... I don't want to offend anyone, basically. That's yeah. what I'm saying the PLO to you. was basically who was in charge. And then their leader was Yasser Talk Arafat. loud. Yasser Arafat was their leader. And then they, they, they basically killed him. Yeah, okay, yeah. Not, not, the Hamas, not Hamas, the Israelis. The Israelis killed, 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 killed him. All right, cool. So but I don't want to get into too much of that element. All there right, will so be yeah, a so they pod about it at some point. Look at but anyway, they've now, out of their oppression... In their minds, mm-hmm. they are retaliating in their minds on that, and by that they've gone into this festival and they've like into like the Israel territory and they've gone and they've like killed a bunch of like young people oh there, like and God. just did an absolute madness. Which is now, you know, you're hearing <laughs> conversations like, "Oh, we need to defend ourselves and we need to this, that, and forth. We need to get rid of them and whatnot." Yeah, but like the people that got killed on the weekend, a lot of them are just super, like. They're just young people that have been born into something. Some of them might have their own ideologies um, that would go against the Palestinian people, which is maybe quite likely. But they are innocent people that have died. With that being said, there are countless Palestinian people that have been that have been killed. And also, when you look at like how much of the land that they had at a point to how much they have now and to the fact that it's been described that they live in like an open air prison. It's like highly densely populated. There's like 2 million people, which are the average age they're saying is like 21 or something like that, yeah? In this place, in a small little space. And it's like an un, it's like an open air um, a prison. It's just, there's so many of them dying, babies dying or whatever. It's just crazy. I woke up and I thought to myself, it's interesting to me, and I, I would like your thought on this, yeah, but it's like, it's interesting to me that years ago, the British have a lot of blood on their hands, by the way, because they have a lot to do with what's happened here, but not just here, also all over the world, when you look at like colonizing, yeah? A group of people at some point, likely, British said to themselves, I'm this I'm not just talking about this situation, I'm just generally speaking here now. This is generally speaking. They said to themselves, we want some of that. Or we feel that this is the best thing to do. And in that have caused generational pain mm. for years. And you know what? They just died. They just died. Imagine like a group of people did, made a plan to do something, going into African countries, different places, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Change stuff. Even when you look at some of the um, cuisines in certain countries where it's like, this isn't their, na- this comes from, they, they brought this over here. This is why this is a part of that. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like in Brazil, you've got, I think it's the second largest export for Italian food is in Brazil. There you go. And you see like elements of Italian food in like, in Somali cuisines, right? Yeah. You pasta. see like pasta and all of that in there. That's all colonizing. Yeah. So somebody did this. It started with a group of people and then they were just allowed to die. 
and not have to deal with the repercussions that have caused generational pain that will go on for thousands of years. Do you know how nuts that is? That's the reasons why I say I can't be racist. I can't be racist. I know it sounds crazy, but there was a practice put in back in the day, which means that West people in the Western world have a privilege that none of them would give up. Mm-hmm. Even if it means I'm oppressed for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. So you won't sacrifice your privilege for me, but I must be cool with that and just continue to just live my life. Mm-hmm. That doesn't feel right. And when you take a look at that practice and how it's been uh, indoctrinated into so much different other countries of privilege to sort of victimise weaker countries that have resources that they need and then them practices have gone on for years. You get to the point in your mind where you're just like, raw. now everyone's at a place of routine in disbelief and the source of whether it's right or wrong has gone out of the window. Because your justification is your privilege. Because mm-hmm. you can do it and get away with it. What's the problem? We, I, we do it to him all the time. He's got no issue with it. It's the reasons why sometimes I don't really want to know the details of certain situations. I believe it's as simple as two kids in a school made complicated by emotions, feelings and the middle context. Facts. So with this situation, without speaking too much on it, I don't want to speak yeah, too I much on just, it. Yeah, of course. But just it? if we use that situation as an example, whatever you're fighting for and whoever's defending themselves, somebody's wrong. Forget your belief. Mm. Forget what you've been told. Let's take a look at what it is and look objectively. But we can't because sometimes the people that believe are in the right have too much power. And if the people you believe are in the right have too much power, then sometimes it's a little bit more difficult for you to put your argument forward because all the places and the avenues that you'd want to put your argument forward have already been overrid with individuals saying, <coughs> this is what I need to do. I think the, I, when I look at it like this and I read more stuff, I think the whole planet's in turmoil. I genuinely Absolutely, do. Absolutely, bro. Turmoil. Because it's, it's, in a, it's in a bad, bad place. And one of the reasons being is because of what I mentioned People interfering, creating a, a thing that is right in their minds. Also, let's, I just want to add the next context, yeah? Is that at some point, some people did this, yeah? Not just, I'm not talking about the Palestinian, Israel, I'm just talking about in general. And you know that there are like families to this day that financially benefit from the fuckery. Of course. That they're great, 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 great great granddad done to this day are living in financial wealth which has come from a whole load of fuckery royal family why do i why do why can i never connect to the royal family why could i ever connect to the royal family i can't i cannot connect to a group of individuals that benefit and reap the benefits of oppressing others that's not fair I made a little joke on Instagram one time. Like, if I went to some, I don't know, Caucasian guy's house in my area, I stole his television, took it to my house, had it for 100 years, and then made them come back and pay for it, fuck is going on? By what, what do I mean by that? I have to go pay for gold. I'm not saying I'm entitled to it in the countries in which I'm from, but I probably have more of a say in the country I'm from than I do over here. You've stolen stuff. You've, you've put it in to give you a position of privilege. 
And I just think, I, I wonder at what point this country, or this country, I say this country, this planet's going to take up the world leaders, maybe they are, are going to look at it and say, what are we even fighting for here? Like, what do we all want here? Figure out what everybody wants and realise everyone's full of shit. Everybody's fighting with ego. This one person wants to be the superpower. This person wants to be the superpower. All right, cool. What are you thinking? All right, let's link up with you and try and override this. It's just literal ego. Like, even if the people that have linked up now defeated all of the people that they want to defeat, then they're going to end up arguing amongst each other. Well, yeah, exactly. And and the, the, I think the problem is, in any situation, yeah, you kill or get rid of the majority that minority will grow up yeah. with a lot of hatred in their heart yeah. because that majority that you killed is still a family member. Yep. And not everyone has the ability to be able to say, all right, cool. Like, it just is what it is. I'm just going to just go with it. Sometimes that love can turn into an unfortunate hatred and it's so hard and difficult to to weed that out. I think what happened on the weekend Very true. is so. Um, what happened on the weekend in particular, like looking at it, is so unfortunate. And then also like hearing on top of that, like the responses of what they are going to do is hella unfortunate as well. Because it's like, so wait, now you're gonna now go and kill even more For Palestinians. <laughs> To get like it's bro, it's insane. Like, I was hearing, I'm hearing like okay, they need to move. They're saying okay, listen, in order for us to get Hamas, everyone needs to leave. However, they can do that, yeah. And then I'm thinking to myself, I hear it, okay, because these lot have done something mad, and they believe that they are going, they they can be an enemy of progress. And I, I can see an argument to, to that because if people are trying to find this two-state thing yeah, where they can live together and maybe what they've done on the weekend is actually an enemy of progress. Um, but then it's like you tell everyone to leave so that you can get them, which then means that you bomb everything. If you do bomb everything, then what do the people come back to? Because then you've bombed everything. In my mind, I'm thinking if someone, if they were trying to get people in London and they told everyone to leave London and then they bombed the whole of London and then said, yeah, we got them. Then when we come back, there's nothing here. There's nothing here. I ain't even got none. And then that is part of the argument already because they're already feeling like we're supposed to have more. So it's, it's like someone years ago, years ago, created, created this, whole, this uh, and they just died. And now for thousands of years, we, all live through it. we have to live through that. And mothers, Fathers, aunties, uncles, babies, all kinds of families and that. They all die. Generations of people die. And you know what is ironic as well is that like both sides, not, I'm not, again, I'm not talking about the Palestinian or Israelis here. I'm just talking about, this is, I'm opening this up a little bit. Is that when you have these situations, ironically, both sides feel pain. Could you imagine that? Like they both equally just feel they're just left with pain. Well, Imagine what it would be yeah. like if all of this was turned into love. It would be mad, but like, it's just all pain. Like, that's the one thing that they everyone has in common right now. Pain. It's the mo it's, uh, surely it's the, probably the most um, 
searching on the net like killing pain in some capacity whether it be like sex of not caring porn whatever some type of pain emotionally is the most shared thing online so they know if you kill people and do all of that that will get shared and scare people more than anything else the interesting thing you said is the fact that someone created an ideology that people use for years and everyone goes through pain with it is true but isn't true in the same in same breath because the mm. truth is the ideology was created but also the truth is we don't have to follow it and if you create an ideology years ago which you have you know several examples of pain through that's enough examples for you to go, we need to try something new. But like I said, when people have a belief, whatever that belief is, and you have it, your family has it, your street has it, your fa- like everyone around you has it, how does an external party that's not connected to you come through all and go, that's nonsense, you know? Mm. Do you know how difficult it'd be for me to convince a 30-year-old man what you believe is not real, to mm. make you try and come to a common ground to be with me? I can only implement my beliefs when you allow me to. Because if I try and do it by force, you're going to be offended. Mm. So what I mean by that is in this situation you've given me, it's two people that believe different things. Mm. Now, the thing that allows it to happen is if you take two individuals out of it and say, look, man, I believe this, I believe that, have a convo, figure out what's going on. But when it's like, I have to force my belief, no, you have to believe this, that's just when, that's when it's becoming conflict. And I think that's the scenarios that they consistently place most of these groups in. Mm. They never place the groups in positions of conversation or positions of being civilised they're always placed in con- positions of conflict because that will spread quicker mm-hmm. the moment you see people are sitting there having a civilised conversation the message doesn't get doesn't spread as far mm-hmm. I didn't hear about that situation that manifested so I heard about a situation that manifested on the weekend but I didn't know about it in any detail until yeah. I met you but if by the way it, I've just given it I've super 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 of course you're brief we are not like super equipped to have that, this type like to unpack it I'm just kind of looking at, at like the, just the, the the basic logistics yeah, of it yeah just, I hear you but um, yeah no the point I was making was um, ah fuck I forgot it but yeah like sorry, I said it's, the whole thing is just it's very sad I don't like seeing people die at, no. at any capacity one life is too much but I do believe that Honestly, if people can separate their beliefs, to separate yourself from your belief for a second to figure out what's actually going on, we can progress forward. But there's too much pain. There's, do you know what? I think there's 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 too much pain. There's too much oppression. There's too much sadness. There's too much fear for that to reverse. I don't. I don't even know. It's like, not I'm gonna, gonna do more. I'm gonna. I will do. I, I'm gonna. And you know what? I will at some point. Just like I'm still just talking to people in it. Nah, I'm just talking. Just because I just curiosity. No, he. You know you're mean? that type of person. I'm just curiosity, just to get understanding and just to get balance as well. Because I'll be honest with you. I, this is one thing that I will say with my absolute chest. I don't trust the our media. I'm sorry. Of I course not. I just don't trust that media. I don't trust the way that things are being reported I just don't so and I so I'm always just trying to find where the balance is um, and listen to two sides have a conversation and just pick what I, I think but I don't know I mean I don't I'm just I got friends that feel pain you get what I'm saying and I'm just like this is nuts I mean the reason why even talking about this I'm like I could have been at a music festival and some madness could have just happened to me but I also think at the same time too, because I'm that's my first feeling is like raw. Like imagine being at a music festival, raw, and man are just you're innocently getting licked down and this is happening and bare people are just dying and that. And then and so then there's that. And then the conversation starts from here. And then I'm like listening to the conversations and I'm like, hold on, wait, did this did this start did the conflict start from today? 
Or where did the conflict start from? Okay, so wait, it's from here. And this is what happened at this time. Okay, so when you start doing that, you start seeing, okay, this, this story is, there's so much nuances in this, it's isn't it? It's the belief, bro. But it's Imagine, nuts, bro. It's so I crazy. hate belief. Sorry to cut you, I hate belief because I know they believe that when we do this, it's done. And then another person goes, when we retaliate, it's done. And then after years of that, it just comes down to, all right, we're going to attack and then we're going to strategize a response. Hmm. Um, a strat- we're going to like uh, uh, prepare for their response. Yeah, and that's just the belief moving forward. It's out. It's anyway. I don't even like talking about those things. No, no, no. Um, Someone's gonna be. Someone will be upset. I'm sorry, is it? Oh, whoever's upset, sorry allow me, that. man. I'm you know sorry, what? Allow me. I'm black. Allow no, do you know me. what? I'm not. I'm not. Allow I'm not me. Really? I don't no. know if I am. No, Give, me upset, Give me a day. Give me a day, and I'll figure out where I am. No, Chucky, allow me. Allow me. Do you know how much things happen to black people day in, day out? Allow me. No, I don't see no one doing big conversation about it. Nothing. We have a fight for it. So just no disrespect when it comes to pain. Mm-hmm. When you're talking to black people, miss me with it. Yeah. I've been in pain. But in a nutshell, I just hate the fact that some people just fuck up shit and die. I hate it. I hate that some people just come, they just hear, they just fuck shit. And you know what? They fuck shit up in absolute peace and quietness. No one didn't even see them. They just did it in quietness. Right? Now shit is hella rebunctious. Learned that word the other day. Crazy. Right? Rebunctious. Like now shit's hella rebunctious. All of a sudden, they're just dead. Yeah, but you know what? I was watching they Gangs of London. shit up and just dead now. I was watching Gangs of London the other day. I completed it. You done now? Um, oh yeah. It's too crazy. Should have got up. I'm lazy. I'm sure. I'm should have got up. The second, the the, the the fifth episode in the second series. I always take like little quotables out. Yeah. I think it was the, the Albanian guy. Mm-hmm. The Albanian guy. His missus got kidnapped and bad things happened to him mm. and rare, rare, rare. And he's getting into a conversation with his black brother about working for Alba. Mm. And he says to him, but when are you going to fight back? Like, when are you going to fight what's right? I understand the practice that's happening. But when are you going to go, nah, I'm not having that. And I always wonder, like, with everything that's happening in the world, there is somebody that has a position of influence. I'm not saying power to stop things, but real influence to create change positive change I don't know what that looks like Chucky I don't know anything when are you going to step up when are you going to just go do you know what this is nonsense this has been happening for years and it's not getting any better it's actually getting worse I have the power to make a reverse of the situation so instead of us going like this we're going like that so people are still going to be losing lives but it'll be a lot less until eventually we find some type of common ground because people are hurt like you said you can't change that no one's not doing anything no. We can't keep blaming the man that's gone. He's gone. He's yeah, gone. Fuck that, Don, anyway. Whoever they, who he, whoever he is. Do you know who people that... Just you know, out here, just dead. You know what I mean? The man is just out there, just chilling, dead. Do you know who's alive causing problems? Can't, so to I one. can't stand that idea of that. He just chill. And do you know what? Let me tell you something now. He's getting worse. He's not that at all. No, because I'm just thinking about it, yeah? Yeah, go on. I don't want to come there, right, and get to the gates. Because I have a feeling I'm going to get there and I'm going to... Like, because I'm going to get there now and I'm going to look through the gates and I'm going to say to God, hold on a minute. You let this pussy owl in. What's going on? So I know, yeah, no, I can't, to God. I, can't, I can't do that. He's, he's, out, he's outrageous, you know? <laughs> Chucky's going to say pussy <laughs> to God. <laughs> nah. He's out, what? What? Imagine what he says to your christening. I'm sorry. This is too much. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm just, he's still working on me. God's still working on me. It's still working on perfect. all of us, still but, working on me, man. <laughs> but obviously God will explain to me, rah, like, not explain, that's mad. 
But God will say, nah, like, you know what I mean? Compassion thing, this is what happened, boom, 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 boom. I get a good understanding. Obviously, I'm going to be like, all right, cool, go through my thing, innit? <laughs> you just called me pussy five minutes ago. No, I didn't call, no, 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 I didn't call him a, I didn't joking, call, joking, joking. Let's be clear, because I don't want anyone to misinterpret that. Interpret that. Yeah, I didn't call yeah, God yeah. that. I'm saying that pussy, yo. Do you get what I'm saying? But you get what I'm saying? He's in, he's in, innit? I can't. What am I going to do? Sit outside and not go in? I'm going in. I'm the type of man that, if he's in there, I don't even care. It's not, I'll find a space away from him. What, what, am I in? I'm on guest list? Can <laughs> I get a plus one? I <laughs> oh, yeah, beg you, come, come, come. come. <laughs> What's that? He's not. It's not heaven. That means you're in the For wrong you, place. Boy. <laughs> you're in the wrong place. <laughs> when, you start, when you go in, it starts feeling hella warm. Yeah. <laughs> Are you man? Are you hot? Cause I'm like, I got no top on. Then. <laughs> it start bun up. Wait, you said Chucky's here. Oh, he's not here. He's upstairs. Oh, <laughs> Chucks. I know you spoke about it with Mitch. And I don't want to talk about the yeah, album wanna, as such. Yeah, go on. Let's but go. I definitely want to talk about responses. Yes, let's go. I like. Um, I like Joe Budden. Yes. I like Joe Budden, Chucky. Yeah. Um, I like how honest he is about, all right, yeah, you know what? That sounds mad. So what I'm talking about is, obviously he's done a review of Drake's album. Mm-hmm. Drake didn't like it. He's entitled to not like it. Mm-hmm. The points he made didn't make sense to me. And then Joe articulated why it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Now, academics then done a retaliation to that. But I can tell after watching academics retaliate, I can't lie to you. There is no argument you can have for Joe Biden's argument. There is absolutely no argument other than emotion you can have for Joe Biden's argument, which then opened up the conversation to me more about people's pen. Because we've been, we've been speaking about rap for a while and people getting away with it and people saying whatever and so on and so forth. But now we're at a point where arguably the biggest rapper in the world has dropped an album called all, you know, For All The Dogs. And he spoke a lot about the writing. Little Yachty came out and spoke about the writing. So then Joe Budden spoke about the writing. And then Drake got upset that Joe Budden spoke, spoke about, about the writing. The writing. Yeah. So now I'm thinking, big man, the writing's on the wall. I've been saying for a little while, I don't know where Drake's going to speak about once you reach that top that you've spoken about. But the moment you start speaking about heartache from the perspective of, a 25 and a 21 year old girl or speaking about you know whether it's you or somebody else in my mind I feel like if there is 10 stages to become an elite in music have you gone back down to number one in terms of subject matters that you speak about to go all the way back up because I don't think that's a good idea that means you're going to be talking about something that you shouldn't be speaking about then when you're 40 something that's a to younger people like when are you just gonna go I'm at this stage and what does growth in this stage look oh, like facts why do you have to this is I'm, I'm not Drake Drake is gone bro like these guys that they're doing what they're doing they're gone I understand that but Joe Budden's argument just to go back to Joe Budden's argument speaking about the writing the same thing Little Yachty spoke about saying it's some of the best verses I've heard the same thing you always speak about how your pen is sick why is it when we speak about what you've written about and we break it down because she was 21 is a wild line. I'm sorry. Why are you upset about that, Drake? I don't get it. Like, Yeah, just, just for a little bit of... Con- I'm, I'm 100% with you, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I think Joe Biden's argument... I, at first, I thought his argument was really, really good. And then when I saw the next part of where he elaborated on his argument, I thought his argument was flawless. Bro? Um, and, and reason being, I'll say this here. So, like, one of the things... So yeah, let me just go to the writing element of it. For me, that was 
kind of my issue with Drake a little bit. I don't even want to say issue. It just is what it is. It's like he's. It sounded like he was making an album for the younger lot, and that he almost, for me, dumped himself down to do that. And sometimes you see elements do it in isolation, which I don't never have a problem with. Like when I see him. I don't want to say this in a disrespectful way, but it's like when I saw him next to Sension, that I was like, okay, he's tailored himself in that moment to do that thing and whatnot. I've seen him do it with Heady, cool, whatnot. I even see Dave do it. I see Dave kind of go down a bit and do and just try and be as cold as he can in that. Personally, do I want to see a whole album of Dave doing that type of stuff? No, I so don't want you like to. Dave. Huh? It's not why you like Dave. No, exactly. Do I want to see Drake doing that? Absolutely not. If he does do it though, cool. Then clearly, which I said before, we are, Drake has been musically a part of my life for a very long time. And I felt like musically, whether I like certain things or not, we're almost growing together as me being a fan and him being the artist. And now at this point, it's showed that we're not. So he's now come down here to link my little brother in them lot. And it's like, all right, cool. Then you know what, it is where it is. I'm not mad at it purely because he's given me so much music. He's given me so much emotional connections to stuff that like, you know what, I'm, it's cool, it's fine. If that's what you want to do, cool. The argument that Joe made as well about like just being around the younger lot and whatnot and like maybe just going back to growing up and stuff. At first, as I said to you, I thought, right, it's a bit thing. But then it's all in the music. It's all in the music when he's talking about, and look, let me be clear here. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, obviously Drake is 30 something years old. He's a big man and whatnot and he's single. I don't expect him to be anything but being outside at times. Do you get what I'm saying? If there's a yellow banana there, why for that? I could see why he would want to, because it's ripe. Do you get what I'm saying? He might want to do that. When it starts to get like that, when it starts to go there like that, it then allows people to question even more. Not his integrity, but musically where he's at. Are you, because this is all in the music, like doing all of this stuff and just not even, and like, you're not even happy. Sounds like you're not even happy. It sounds like he's like doing these things with these yellow or whatever, like some of these young yellow and they're just breaking his heart and shit and he's getting upset with them or like, and it's like, you know what? Maybe like step away from that a little bit and do, I mean, look, I didn't want to say this, yeah. I mean like Georgia was a bit, at the time Mitch said that it was I mean but the thing was alright cool so this is what I said because Mitch brought that situation it's crazy Mitch brought that situation to me and said but Paul he's done this and then brought the name I said first of all we were all younger this is six years ago so we were all younger so, so was, my perspective was right. my, I said my perspective might not have been as clear as it is today six years on so I'm saying to you he done that six years ago. Might have been a one-off. I don't know. Now there's a level of consistency mm. within this. I don't think now that he's told me twice that it's the only two times that it's happened. I don't believe that. Mm. He also said he was in the club. He also then, in that, what Joe Budden pointed out, rightly so, is he then references being in the club with her, I think interacting with her, and then going back to his crib. And when she was 21, this one girl. So clearly there's a common pattern and a behaviour around this action for a consistent piece of time now. And I'm just saying, as a consumer, I don't know anywhere else in the world that can happen and it's acceptable. If nah, I bought yeah, FIFA happens, 17 yeah. and it was the same as FIFA 25, 24, 
I'm going to have a problem with that. <laughs> I don't care how many units it sells, people will go, but it's exactly the same gameplay. So you have to change something. Nah, do you know what? I'll be honest. I hear what you're saying still, but I think it is a lot more common. Like, it's just, it is the Western society, in it? It just, that, that shit happens a lot. I don't think he, I don't want to put plant the seed that he's doing anything like mad illegal or whatever. I'm not but saying what, doing anything illegal. But, I'm talking about from the writing perspective. Yeah. What oh, you're upset okay. about, it happened then and we can go fair enough. Okay. But six years on, that same writing is still happening and you're getting upset about us oh, identifying got you, got you. the same writing you've got done you. for six years. And I'm not saying the same writing in the sense of execution. You may have made it sound cuter. You may have made a double entendre better and did. all of that. But I'm saying to you, subject matter, six years on, same thing. And then Joe Bunnan goes, it doesn't sound like you're having a good time. And then you frustratingly get angry. To me, you're only heightening his point. A hundred percent. I think that was where he went wrong. I think he ultimately got too emotional and gave oh. an emotional response. And it's like, if, if he felt like there was a personal attack, then you reach out to Matt, which he did. He did say that he did, but in the end. Like you reach out to my man, you have a conversation based upon that because you feel like, rah, I don't even, I don't like like the fact that he is not respecting me. But when the the comment of like doing him being a failed rapper and whatever deflects away from the argument of what Joe was saying, which heightens the fact that, oh wow, you're really sensitive about this. Like, and if you are really sensitive about it, why? Why are you really sensitive about it? So Bro. yeah, it, it um, yeah, it is mad. To me, it was it, this was like, this just wasn't for me, and I'm not mad at it. What the album? I'm not. No, I didn't like it, but I'm not I'm mad at the fact that I didn't like it. Okay. Which I, I said before, I'm I'm not mad at the fact that I didn't like it purely because, bro, I am a fan of Drake. Yeah. I, I have. Look, there is so much lev levels of where I can take this, yeah? Yeah. Even just being a DJ. You know, like, I've got so much highlights of being a DJ playing Drake songs. I used to do something called Drake Night. I used to do something called Drake Night years ago. And for, what, uh, two and a half hours, yeah. I would be playing Drake rhythms and it would go off. That was years ago. Could you imagine now? Like Drake there's Cole. so many, there's so much things that he has done musically that has been sensational for me. Oh, musical connect, like emotional connections, things that are going on, all of these times. So well, I can't be mad now that after all of these years, he's given me a project that I just don't even like. It's like you know what? Cool. If he gave me one project, if it was his first project, yeah, and I absolutely loved it to bits, and then his second project came out and I hated it, I'd be a little bit upset. I'd be like, oh fucking hell! Bro. But why like, is he mad? Who? Drake. Oh, God, bro. You're I... not mad. Thank you for that. I'm not mad. Thank you, Paul, for that. So why is Drake mad? Bro, I don't know why he still feels like he's got so much to prove to everybody. And maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that is one of the reasons why he is where he's at because he always taps into that. He always wants to be somewhere in the conversation and he just taps fully into that. And that is like an element of his greatness, which so happens to be the element of his kryptonite so to speak. So why will he be honest with himself then? There's a couple of things that he said well, in he his response. Might, he hasn't been honest. He said, I only take into account people that have free time. I only, I only listen to the people that don't have free time. Well, he's been emotional. 
All right, cool. So There's an emotional we... response. So now we're, we're tapping into, you're not fully comfortable with the things that you're doing clearly because Joe said something, you've responded to that. So maybe some of the things that Joe said, I don't know what, he said a lot, but there's some things inside that you're not comfortable with yourself doing. So not even being honest with yourself. That's the bit worrying for me. You're Drake, man. What the hell's going on? Then on top of that, the subject matter six years on haven't changed. For me, like with the amount of that you have, the amount of access you have to life, that's just a bit worrying. And you know what? You know one of my favorite things is, uh, which some some of you lot might criticize, criticize me for. I love learning from artists. Of course, musically learn. I like if you have the capability of being able to articulate yourself a certain way. I love learning. So he has done so much, even all in that time, even from her loss. Really, there's just so much going on and stuff. Things in his mind, head, relationships, this, that. And you and your baby mum cool now? What's yeah, it like having your exactly. son from Holland and he's in Amsterdam? And yeah, exactly. Like, I want to just give me, there? give me at least three of those packaged somewhere, musically as well. Like, where's Forty? Because he is he part of this? Maybe I I've not gone through the credits and that, but like, like. Again, I'm not mad that he didn't do it. I would have just liked for him to just be a bit more creatively. I would have just liked something creatively different for me. Done. That's it. Look, and I listen to this and I'm like, this ain't for me. And I and you know what? Like, I think that if you are a person who, if if ski is like fully your bag and you love that to absolute bits, I can see why you might end up liking this album. I'll be honest with you. But you know what? Can I tell you something, Poet? Come here a minute. It's not mine. All right? I don't understand why he's up. Come, do you know, as you're talking, I'm thinking, wait a minute, Poet, all the elements of this album allude exactly to what Joe Budden's saying, and Drake can see that. Like, you worked on it with, with Little Yachty, like 24, 25. That is the worst thing as well, by the way. I'm That's sorry, bro. You, big up Little Yachty, but no. Big up Little Yachty. Like, you consistently credit him as of recent, so you've clearly been spending a lot more time with him. I like and their relationship still, though. Cold with it, man. I just think there's a lot of people that had around the project that where when Joel Budden says what he says, you can probably look at it and go, there might be some truth to this, you know? And it's critiquing it to the point where you don't have to get angry. Like, there's a group of people, and the point I was trying to get to earlier, sorry, there's a group of people that Drake that don't accept that, and you have to accept that. If you want them, if you want their respect, you have to do what they love. Like, for example, um, who just released his album today that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to listen to right now. Uh, West Side Gun. He just okay. released his album oh, has today. He? That's me. So West Side Gun drops his album. me. And I'm like, if you want that type of respect, you got to give us one more. Um, one more of that version, <laughs> that song that you've done with Conductor, 8am in, where is it? 8am in wherever it is that one sock on that album where he's oh, being and Charlotte well you're being <clears throat> I heard that and said yo okay is that where we're at that's not where we're at my bro that's actually not where we're at and J. Cole killed you on your own stuff do you know what as well I think the analysis on the timestamps was really good I don't know if you listened to the full podcast but they were talking about like the 8am the 7am's and whatever and like just the differences in them their, their analysis on that was really good serious um yeah, I think obviously with Joe said something yeah, that I have been saying here for quite a while as well. Okay. Because I will give Joe this. He does, be, even though he had his moment where he was used to shit on Drake a lot. And I do feel like, a lo I do also feel that Drake's response to Joe actually wasn't all about what Joe said in that moment. I do think that a lot of it was the fact that for years, you Joe did shit on him for time. Yeah. And on top of that, 
that was the podcast that Pusha T went on and exposed to you and did all of these type of things. So somewhere in there, it's like someone could have said exactly what Joe said with the screaming and shouting. He probably would have responded. But I think that he's got an extra bit of vim towards Joe because of the history. And also, I think he actually really liked Joe at one point. Oh, shit, we got to go. Um, but one thing that I will say, we can't do howlers, mad. No, we can. Can we? Yeah. But I do want to say this. Joe says that, and I've, I fully stand by it. I said this here a bunch of times. If I big you up, if oh, I sit yeah. on my podcast yes. and I talk about you and I big you up, we are not having a conversation if I say something about you that you don't like and you ring me. I will not answer the phone. And I've put that into practice. And there's been times where I've shouted man out, did whatever. Then I've come here, I've critiqued something, and now my phone's ringing. This one wants to... I will not... I won't listen to the voice note. I won't answer the phone. Because we didn't have this conversation when I did this, when I said, when I was complimentary four, five, six times before. The one time I said something, now we need to have a conversation. No, we don't. Joe said, when Drake sent him the voice note, yeah, they said, oh, what did Drake say in it? He said, I didn't listen to it. He said, he goes, when you talk to me, he goes, when you talk to me, you got to talk to me with love. And he just didn't feel like that voice note was, was going to have any type of love in it. And also on top of that, I bigged you up bare times. So now there's no time. I don't, I don't need to listen to this voice note now. So mm. I hear, and I fully stand by that, bro. If I talk, if I talk bad on your name, bad on your name for the first time though, this is the first time I'm critiquing someone's art as an artist and whatnot, and they reach out to me, I will answer the phone because it's the first time I'm talking about them. Do you know what I mean? But if I've, talked about you and being complimentary about you before even if it's one time and then this time I say something I ain't answering the phone you must be mad my, that, that's my, my vibe is I'll talk to you regardless I don't mind but you just have to come with what Joel said just chat to me normal the moment you're disrespectful unless you're naturally nah there's no exceptions I just don't like rudeness so I'm with, I'm with you lot I hear you but jo I'm willing to in talk a nutshell Joel was right though Joel was 100% right and I think do you know what when your reality is put in front of the world you have a choice. You look like a fool and don't accept it. Or just accept it and whatever comes with it, at least you don't have to worry about what that looks like anymore. Because no, exactly. if you don't accept it today, in the back of your mind, it's like, when that is true, I wonder what it looks like. Just find out now and move forward. Who really cares, man? Mm. It's not that deep. You're Drake. You're Drake. Howlers. <sighs> Drake should be on there for feeling like that. <laughs> so I sent a couple to uh, EA Sports. There was one I actually can't remember right now. And the one that I just sent, I don't know why it's not going to it. I will get it. Okay. Yeah, you are. I so, I, sometimes, yeah, for example, Chucky, in, in my working field, I've, in the past six months, I was saying today to a couple of people I was with, I've slacked. And we've put in a plan to try and change things for the foreseeable future and to make a stronger impact from January. But I can big enough say, I've slacked a bit. I don't like the way it looks. Now some people slack their whole life and you think to yourself, yeah, but like, aren't you upset that you don't do nothing? How are you gonna finance your life? Not everyone has that concern. There's a man in Tokyo that gets paid 100K a year to do nothing. You are. And I'm, I'll, I'm vexed about me slacking for six months. This guy gets paid 100K to do nothing. I hope I don't butcher his name. Shoji is a 38-year-old man from Tokyo who has a very unique job. One that many of us might wish we had. He earns money by doing nothing. <laughs> Wait. He asks for 10 yen for each time someone books him just to hang out of him for him to be there. 
Yes. <coughs> he gets paid for people to phone him for him to hang around with them. Occasionally, he don't even say nothing to them. <laughs> oh my God. My man gets paid to be company. Not Vincent, but company. <laughs> for me, this thinks. That is crazy. He gets paid to be company. But who's the stinker? Him or the person who paid him? For him. Actually, why is he? For the them, for everyone. Yeah, I think the stinker for is. For everyone. I think it's the more for them. Well, no, do you know everyone. what? Are we companies? Are we company shaming? That's a good point. Are we company shaming? He's just because got there are some people who just have no friends. So you know what? Let me just pay someone to be there. At least I've got nothing to worry about. Yes, sounds like a good business to me. Maybe everyone's in the win, but for me, just from a distance, if someone said to me, "Oh, what's he doing over there?" I always get paid to be someone's company. I would look at both of them and I would say, "I know where the you both is. stink." I know for where me. the stinker is. I know where the stinker is. Go. It's a hundred bags. A hundred bags. You'd just be in. This is overpriced. Like, you must be able to do that. He's overrated. A hundred percent. He's overrated. A bag. For the Even year. a monkey, a young 500 pounds or whatever, I hear it. A hundred thousand. A year. A year. To do nothing. That's 10 people. No, no, wait, no. Oh, well, I was going to say, yeah. So, like, I was going to say maybe, like, a thousand pounds a time or 500 pounds a time. How can you have a busy schedule of doing nothing? <laughs> you know what? Yes, you're right. You're right. Well, does, he, think... does he roll up with a backpack with nothing in it as well? There's a book in there. Yeah, there's, there's a one there. book he's just reading whilst he's by himself. And there's no I, words in there. Brother, you can, I can show you the video. There's a video, people. Please do check out the link and give that guy some views or whatever. But there's a little video over there as well where it gives you a bit more of an insight in Tokyo. This man makes over six figures a year for doing nothing. <laughs> Shout him out, man, every single time. Now, there are people in life that do something, though. And sometimes the thing they do is just not for me. So, Chucky, this is my new thing now. Before, I was uh, an avid communicator on the benefits and downfalls of cheating. I now am changing direction. Tell a story. In order to cheat, you need to be settled down. From now on, I'm going to settle up. Go on then. I don't want to be settled down. I don't want to be in a relationship. I'm in a relationship with God. Right. I love it. Right. And the rest of myself is dedicated to life. I'm telling you. I don't know what that looks like, Chucky. I hear it. But I'm going to take the journey. Go for it. And I'm not taking it with a woman. Because there's always stories that I hear that make me go, I think I'm just going to be Zion Khalifa. And I'm not saying... I should use a story with a woman that has nothing to do with me, of a guy that has nothing to do with me in circumstances that have nothing to do with me. Mm -hmm. But I tell you what, it still makes me a little bit scared. Yes. Is that all right? Yes. Let me hear you. Let's hear this story. There's one thing that you've never told your ex. Her trainer. Like, I had a trainer and he was training me for... Wheel up like and come again, selector. Let me turn it nice and loud because she comes in on a storm. Like we were both doing laundry at the same time, and hey, will you? What is one thing that you've never told your ex? Her trainer. Like I had a trainer, and he was training me for a while. Like I met him at my apartments. Like we were both doing laundry at the same time, and he like propositioned me one day. He was like, "Can I give you a massage because you're so tired from training, right?" And I was like, "Okay." But and it was like at me and my ex's house, so that's, that's really. 
them, you know? But like, yeah, I used to, f and I, for like a year. What is a year? And this girl never told her partner, but felt the need to tell that Caucasian lady on the other side and a bag of strangers on Twitter. This doesn't feel right, Chucky. So for me, I'm gonna settle up. I don't want them problems. I don't want a girl to tell me that she cheated on me when I find out on some bloody indiv individual's TikTok that I don't even know. Right. It doesn't feel right to me, Chucky. I deserve love. I wanna be hugged, stroked, eat breakfast in the morning. And let me tell you something about these fucking PTs. <laughs> That's what I told you. I told you about the gym box a lot. Yeah, I told you about them. I'll tell you, I'll tell you something now. If I do, I'm probably gonna settle up. But if I do that, settle down, yeah? there's no fucking PT in this. If your PT comes in my house looking like Taser Black. Argument. Argument. Taser mixed is cool, but don't bring in Taser Black. All right, then. I'm not having that. Do you know what? Talking Savage about, Dan. Um, don't bring Savage Dan and tell me that's your trainer. <laughs> you better bring in some feelers and some Reeboks and some Hyphenate and tell me that's your trainer. That can be your trainer. I don't want to see Savage Dan as your trainer. That, bring Specs. Fully confident. Yeah, strong. Do you know what? Talking of just finding out about something on the internet, um, I'm going. We will end on this. Yes. Um, uh, will Smith just recently found out that they wasn't in a relationship for seven years. My brother, through that was the final Barra. howler. That was the final Barra. howler. It stinks, man. Yeah, through Shade Barra, they uh, Will just found out that for seven years they actually wasn't together. He just found that one out. You no, know she's going on the Bartlett thing. Yeah, to do one set of barling. Yeah, <laughs> she's gonna go over there and do one set of barling on a winning people over thing. Hear what I'm saying? Opie talked about fucking. Do you know what? I don't want to hear about. I tell you what, I don't want to hear about. Two pack. No, I'm no. fucking done with this. Did you hear what she said? Yeah, it was her soulmate. Let me tell you. Settle something. up, people. Settle up. Let me tell you something. Yeah, all of this is. Do you know what? Anyway, because I'm gonna just say something. That's gonna say get, it. I'm gonna say something that's gonna get people upset. But hear what I'm saying? Yeah. Go to. He died. Unfortunately, yeah. Now, all of this thing of idealizing the fact that art oh, was a soulmate or whatnot. Look, let's be clear. He would have been out here fucking, even with you, yeah? He needed at least to get to 30 something for him to settle down and whatnot. The Don was 24 years old, piping. Then he was out there with Madonna, wasn't he? Let me tell you what Jada is, because we've spoken about her numerous times here. She's the reasons why I want to set up as well. The man said he can't defend himself about Ras Clark soulmates. And that. He might have come out and said, no, I weren't. But why did she bring up Tupac? She's a goal hanger. Look at the case the other day. They, told, they found the person that arrested him. All of a sudden, she has Tupac's story. Yeah. He proposed to me in jail. He was my soulmate. Books coming down. out now. Books coming out. I'm sitting down with Bartlett on Monday. Your backside, Jay. One set of Barlin. She has ruined the legacy of Will Smith for me. Will Smith, the person I grew up on, loving, idolizing, has been ruined by this woman. There's a knock at the door. But anyway, big up Jada still. Yeah, every <laughs> single time. Love her. What a beautiful woman. Anyway, listen, thanks for listening, everyone. That's yeah? Achilles. Yeah, we're gone. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.